Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my DIY electric bike build. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Libsyn. Are you looking to start a podcast or want to know where to move your podcast to to get the best possible outcome? Libsyn is the top-rated host for your podcast. Use promo code HERMAN for your first month free. All right, everybody, I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for all the support you've given the rant. Uh, As I say, we've grown quite a bit so far. And on this episode, I want to discuss a little bit more passion projects I do when it comes to DIY things. Uh, If you've watched any of the social media that we've got going on, you've seen some of the pictures I've put up and you've heard me talk about the electric bike build that I'm doing. I want an electric bike for myself because I want to use it to uh, commute to and from work. Really, that's basically it. I don't want to be stuck in traffic all day. It takes me roughly about 30 to 45 minutes, some days, an hour to go about 15 miles, which is ridiculous when you know of all the wear and tear that goes on your vehicles, the cost of gas, and everything else. And as everyone knows... I try to do everything myself. That is my car repairs, my car maintenance, everything. I've got a garage with enough tools and equipment, and I've got enough knowledge to do basically everything I need to do. It just comes to, do I want to do it? Do I have the time to do it? And do I want to put the effort in right now? In Sacramento, in the heat we have right now, it's averaging about 100 to 105 degrees a day. So... I don't really want to spend the time on my back, in my driveway, in my garage, underneath the hot car. It just doesn't seem feasible to me. So I did the math to see what it would cost me to build an electric bike. Now the bike has to be able to get me to and from work in a reasonable amount of time. I'm also not trying to spend two hours in a commute on a bicycle. Don't get me wrong. I have a bike, I do exercise on it, I do quite a bit when it comes to riding, and I'm perfectly fine with that. My ass gets chapped, so that hurts after a while. Yeah, I know, I get the jokes, people. But, it's not feasible for me right now, at my fitness ability and levels, to travel on a bicycle 15 miles, and then show up to work completely sweaty like a motherfucker. So, I tried not to do that. And I try to see exactly how I can get it so that it is a little more feasible for me to do. An electric bike is feasible for me to do that because it's electric. You can get things from, I want to say they're coming from a few hundred watts. And the watts is what's going to determine your power up to 1,500 to 2,000 watts. And they're massive. So... When I decided I was going to do this, I had to figure out exactly what I wanted to do, where was my break-even point, and were there things that were outliers I didn't know about it. So as I normally do, I spend a good amount of time on YouTube just trying to research things and find out more about what people have done, how easy this really could be, and if it's something that I really want to get into. 
And when I saw the ease of everyone else doing it, I figured, yeah, I'm absolutely doing this. So the difference from the videos I saw to what I was going to do was I tried initially to pick up an old unit that someone told me they knew that worked. And of course, like everything else you buy from anyone, secondhand, thirdhand, however you want to talk about it, all the Ebays and OfferUps and Facebook marketplaces, which I love. Love buying things on there, love doing it. But not being able to test things and see how things work, it makes things difficult sometimes. I take people's word for what it is. It's their word. If they lie to me, that's on them. If I see them selling something again, I won't buy from them and I'll probably try to take them down off of their pages for doing it because they sold faulty stuff. Now, everyone's going to do everything. You're going to get away with whatever you're going to get for. But also understand, when someone's selling me a motor for an electric bike and a frame and everything else for 20, 30 bucks, I I don't expect it to work. I, I just didn't. But I took it anyway. I tried to see what I can do, and I tried to wire it up. I bought the individual components from Amazon, and if you saw the videos, not videos, excuse me, the pictures I put up, the collages and everything, there were everything from the frame to the motor that got bolted on. This bike had nothing to it. So I'm also installing the brakes, brake lines. I'm also installing the throttle. I got a thumb throttle for this one. And then the uh, last parts of it were needing of the wheels. I had a few bikes already on hand that I had already picked up. One was my own foldable bike that I had through college years ago. Another was a bike I picked up about a year ago as well for free, I believe, or maybe that was also 20 bucks. But it was a gas-powered ADCC bicycle. It was a cruiser that I had anticipated to be able to buy the missing parts for it and start it right back up. On that one, the piston worked perfectly fine. There was no locking or anything, so I felt it was a really good, easy fix and flip for me to do. Now... The bike that I picked up with the used motor, after plugging in the ECU and everything to it, I could get zero movement from the wheel. I couldn't even get the actual throttle to light up. Now, that could be anything from the fact that the ECU comes from China and it's got all these wires on it and there's no wiring diagram. There's nothing you can actually look at that has a specific one for this brand. So that hurt me. That also hurts that I'm not a wiring genius. I don't know the wiring diagrams, all kinds of stuff. So I found one that was pretty similar to it. And I went on that one and did exactly how I could figure it out. Now I got the battery and everything good to go for it. And I tried. No go. No budge. Nothing. So I got a little defeated on that one. Um, it didn't really boost my ego to want me to do more for it, seeing that it wasn't working. But... I really, really, really wanted an electric bike. And on that build, I thought maybe it could have been the fact that the ECU could have been bad. So I got a voltmeter out, checked that, and I didn't get any consistent electrical volts going through it. So I actually hit up Amazon, and they actually refunded me the money for it, which is nice. Um, the brake parts I got for that, they were pretty glued. So the... 
lock nuts on there, have glue on them, and you want to put them on there so that they don't back off so you have brakes consistently. Unfortunately, however long they sat for, whatever was done, you couldn't back them out. So I actually sent those back to Amazon as well, and they refunded me back my money for that. So now I've got everything given back or sent back or however it might be, and now I've got this frame again, and I'm looking at figuring out how to get this done. Because the goal for me was to build the bike. Just an intro, quick and easy flip. See if I like it, see how much it's going to work. Sell the bike, and then build a bike I want to keep. Because the motor for the one that came with the frame that I purchased for 20 bucks, or whatever it was, was a 350-watt bike motor. And now that came to a 36-volt actual battery. And so the volts come from the battery, the watts are the power for the motor. At 350 watts, with me being over 6 feet, over 200 pounds, that puts the average speed being able to get to about 20, 25 miles an hour, which is consistent and really good to be able to get to. So I thought, well, I've got the battery here now, so now I need to find a motor that's going to go with the battery. And I did what I always do, and I turned to Amazon. Now, Amazon had a kit already put together that everything you need to do except for put onto a frame and add battery and buy a charger. So every time we look on Amazon or any of these kits that come with these bikes, they're going to be inexpensive when they don't come with the battery or charger. The batteries and chargers are fucking ridiculous. The fact that it's going to cost you more, especially if you go through Amazon, it's going to cost you more for the battery and charger than it will for the entire kit, which goes to show you what costs more and what's worth more money out of the entire kit. So when I started looking at that, I had to find out what's the cost to benefit for me on this one. Yes, staying off of the road and out of traffic and in just deadlock traffic at that was a benefit to me. Now, I'm also frugal as fuck, so I want to see what the actual cost was going to be to me. So, I figured I commute five days a week, I fill up once a week, average cost of my gas is probably going to be about $45. So, at the total cost for just the battery and the motor, what would it take me to be able to get the best cost to benefit analysis. So when I did that and I figured it all out, it ended up being somewhere around, uh, what was it? I think $600 total for everything. So that means it'll be 13 weeks of me doing that. And then the bike pays for itself. Now, I know that sounds like a lot to everyone, but that's just going off of just gas alone. Just pure gasoline. That's not talking oil, maintenance, tires, wear and tear, anything. That's just gas. So if I can do this and build it and get it going, that's great. So what I did was I got the first one hooked up. Battery plugged in, everything good to go. My biggest mistake is bicycles aren't my wheelhouse. I don't know them very well. I don't know the measurements of everything. I don't have the micrometers to this and that. From all the videos I looked at, it looked pretty easy. People bought the swap kits, put it on there, and, and go to town. So, like I said, 
the frame and used motor I got came all together. Well, the thing that I didn't realize that I should have paid more attention to was that the motor that came with it was a rear motor. And all my research talks about how great those are. But I did not want to spend the money on a rear motor. So I got on Amazon and got a front motor and put that on there and everything was good to go. I, I did try to install on the back too. So that was stupid of me. But I figured out what was going on and what I needed to do to get it on there. Now, when I looked at the measurement of the old rims and the new rims, they looked to be about the 26 inches. Now, that being said, there was nothing on this bike except for the frame. So, the bricks I bought to put on there didn't fit the tires right. So, that really threw me a little bit. And then, the front forks are tapered, which means wide up top, narrow at the bottom. So, that got to me a little bit, too. Because if I'm going to put disc brakes on things, I need to have 111 millimeters to be able to get that. But I can't have that if it's going to hit the front fork. So it was a lot of trial and error for me to get to and figure it out. And I initially just said, fuck it. Run it without brakes. So I did. And it went well. Everything works on there. It's running really, really nicely. And that bike on a flat road with... Full speed, with me on it, gets me at 25 miles an hour. So now I'm pumped. I'm juiced. That whole kit cost me really nothing. Figure 20 bucks for that frame. And then you figure about 150 bucks for the motor that came with the throttle. It came with the grips. It came with the ECU. It was all good to go. The battery cost 80 bucks had that shipped directly from China because I use Alibaba and they hook up the batteries for a lot less for a lot more than what you get for Amazon. You have to wait for the shipping to come through. So you don't get the instant gratification of like the two day delivery. But the fact that I can save 30, 50, 80% on what it's going to cost to have a battery from Amazon. I'll suck it up and wait for that to come through. So all in all, I'm in for under 300. So that may seem like a lot. That might seem like a little. Depends on who you are and how you want to look at it. But these bikes built brand new from somebody else, some manufacturer that makes them. I test rode them. And these were being sold for over $1,000 a piece. The ones that had the 750 watt engines were $1,900. Ones that are over a thousand, like the ones I'm building and have built now for myself to keep, those are going for 2,500 to three grand to $5,000. They're ridiculous. It comes with everything. It's pre-built. I mean, the batteries are built into the frames. They're beautiful. They're amazing and they're awesome. But I can't fathom paying the price of a fucking car for a bicycle. That's why I started to get into building one myself. So I have the flip one built. It's done. It runs good. Still working on figuring out the brakes. And at this point, I listed it for stupid money on the uh, sites for like the Facebook marketplaces, the offer ups, the let goes. And I get tons of tire kickers and no one's serious about it. So it's coming to the point now where it's been marked down for the price I want to get it for. 
and sell it for. And I, I'm not going to drop a penny below it because I know the value. I know what it costs to get a brand new one. And I also know the cost of everything I've purchased and my time to build it. It's worth more than people want to pay for. And it could just be the city I'm in. It could just be that is the determining factor. If you're in San Francisco or San Diego or some other major metropolitan area, they probably are more willing to pay money for this because they want to. Apparently here, not so much. And I'm not heartbroken over that. That sucks because I was hoping to flip it and that would pay for my other build. But what do you do? So that one's listed. I'm waiting on it. But in the meantime, I listed the gas powered bike that sold. That made me a hundred bucks and it just sat there and never did anything to that, which that's pretty cool. I'm okay with that. So what I've done is while that one's listed, I also bought the new motor for my bike, the one I'm keeping. And I need to thank friends and family because they all knew what I was getting into. And for my birthday for last month, they all chipped in and gave me just gift cards to buy what I wanted to buy. So that was almost like crowdfunding. I understand that. And I really appreciate my friends and family for helping me with that because that made me be able to take the bike I've already had for eight or so years. I'm able to put a brand new thousand watt bicycle tire motor on this bike. It's rear, which means that it is going to be able to project me more and push me further than I would if it was a front. I don't have to worry about suspension and issues with the forks, which you do on the front. And I'm able to put things like a bike rack on the back of it, which goes over that motor, which again, helps almost like you with like a mid-engine car. And so I have now built this up. This is good to go. I'm waiting for my massive battery to come from China to put on this. Now, the issues I have with both of these builds were fitment issues. So the first bike for the 350, that's now a 500 watt uh, engine, the front forks, I had to pry them open just a little bit because they weren't fitting exactly correct because again, it tapered down. But once I open them up, they slid right in perfect, good to go. So that bike is running and driving great. Now I took the rear tire off of my foldable bike and put it on to that bike. Now the issue I think I'm having with that is it's fitting correctly on the bike and within the frame and everything else. Now the issue I'm having is that the tire on there is a mountain bike tire and it's on a road bike frame. So what I'm looking at doing right now is I've got a few fishing lines out on offer up to get road bike wheels. And what I'll do is I'll put the road bike wheel on there. It should be a little bit taller and be able to actually grab and hit that brake on there. And if I can find a disc brake tire on there, even better because I didn't know beforehand that the disc brake conversion on bicycles required your actual wheel to have the hub that you can just bolt on the disc brakes to. Makes perfect sense now that I think about it. I just didn't think about it at the time, so it wasn't something that went through my head. Now that I know that, I'm going to have to 
do some more work and research to get that bike set up the way I want it. And I'm probably going to keep it if no one buys it from me. And I'm okay with that because I'll have two of one that's a little lower horsepower to kind of toot around here with. Or we can have uh, friends or I can have anyone else with me going on those bikes on a larger, longer run. This battery for the flip bike, the first night out, I was just cranking it full speed because I didn't even have a chain to go on the bike yet. The pedals were there just to hold your feet up. I've put a new chain on there. Everything's running great for it. So that bike should last about an hour at full throttle. And if you're going minimal hills, minimal everything, with just that throttle going, you should be able to get an hour out of it. And if you're maxed out at 20, 25 miles an hour, that's a good distance to go. If it's 10 miles one way, 10 miles back, you're good to go. Once you start pedaling and pedal assist kicks in, which is a fucking mind fuck that goes from zero to 100 on that bike like there's no like i just want to pedal a little bit as you pedal a little bit it just goes faster and faster and faster so i i I won't be putting that one on the bike i'm keeping for myself and the one i put it on i actually disconnect it from the computer ecu because i don't like it i have to be able to choose how much motor i want to go into it i don't like it telling me how much it's going to put in there for me but that being said you go Call it 20 miles, and you stop somewhere for a little bit. That battery will charge in like 45 minutes. Full charge. Uh, of course, this is going to determine what outlet you're using, how much drain's coming on it. And that's a bunch of electrical shit that I'm not worried about. It charges in my garage 45 minutes from dead. And that's fantastic. That means you can go 20 miles... Stop somewhere, have a cup of coffee, have some lunch, hang out, do whatever you do as it charges, strap it back into the bag, and boom, gone the other direction. Now, the other main thing I like about the electric bikes versus the gas-powered bike is that it's quiet. You don't hear it coming. So you like, when someone goes by you, because you can hear the hum of the motor, but you don't hear the over-exaggerated gas sounding of the 80cc or 50cc gas-powered bikes you would normally see. I have nothing against those ones. I love them. That's why I had the other one I was going to build up and do as well. But I want to be inconspicuous, and I also want to be able to commute on a bike path. Now, there are rules and regulations and restrictions and all this, and I understand that. So check with your own local city and state ordinances for what you guys got going on for me here if the bike is on the bike path they don't want you going over 15 miles an hour fuck that the bike i'm building for myself at a thousand watts and i've got a 52 volt battery at 17 amps i believe that bike back that bike and battery should combine to put me at 40 miles an hour that is motorcycle speed stupid and i know that i am more than aware how dumb that sounds and that could be potentially hazardous but if i can get on the bike path and i can hit 30 miles an hour on an average speed out there that takes that 15 mile bike ride from my house to my office in a half an hour And I'm not sweaty. 
I'm not covered in sweat. I don't have to worry about getting to work and being a sweaty, hoggy mess. That's perfect for me. That's exactly what I'm looking to do. Now, on the open road, on the streets, that could come across a different way. And I, I know that there's issues with that. That comes to making sure you watch every road regulation. You are watching the stop signs. You're stopping at them, stoplights, everything. That's got to be mandatory because people are fucking horrible drivers. They're bad drivers as it is. They're on their fucking cell phones a majority of the time. They're not looking out for motorcyclists, let alone bicyclists. That being said, fuck bicyclists that don't obey the traffic laws. You want to be considered another vehicle on the road, but you can't keep up with other cars. Yet you block other cars because you drive in the street. Like in the street, not the bike lane, but in the fucking street. But then you see a stop line stoplight or a stop sign and you blow right the fuck through it you can't have it both ways you can't break all the laws and then want other people to abide by them figure your shit out now i will take the bike i'm building to keep on the road i know how dangerous that could be and potentially hazardous like i just spoke about but the ways i go around town are normal city streets so if i can take my bike from point A to point B, and that's a 15-mile ride, and I can get there through normal city streets and not have to deal with the fucktards of traffic and stoplights and all the bullshit that goes along with it and make it there in a quicker amount of time, I'm doing it. Or if I need to go meet up with some friends and their girlfriends over there with her car already, why not take the electric bike? I'm going to my friend's house anyway. Just drive it over there, leave the bike in the driveway, not worrying about taking two cars, not spending twice as much gas. To me, it's economical. It's feasible. It's smart. It's also stupid. It shouldn't be going that fast, but I need to go that fast so I can cut my commute to work down or keep it the same. I can't add to the commute because I also don't want to leave two hours early for work. Do you want to start getting paid for listening to podcasts, especially The Rant? I know you do. It's free money and why not do it? Download the PodCoin app. It's free for Androids or iPhones. Use the code The Rant to get 300 points right off the bat for downloading the app. You can turn the points into free gift cards for Starbucks, Target, and a whole bunch of other things. Things are added every day for doing what you're already doing listening to podcasts. Download the PodCoin app or check out thehermanjames.com for links and don't forget to use the promo code THERANT for your free 300 points. So now we've got the justification for why I feel I wanted to have this bike and the reality behind it being I'm just tired of sitting in a car more time than not and just not going anywhere or fighting traffic or fighting lights. And it's a bitch. But the idea behind this build was really to see if I could do it. The videos show up being a pretty simple, straightforward, bolted in, strap it down, kind of an issue for it. So the issues I found when I was doing it, like I said, was I didn't know the measurements. So... The kits come with the bike size, excuse me, the tire size for the rim. And it also comes with the actual 
gearing in the actual room itself for the space of how wide the sprocket is going to be, excuse me, not sprocket, the fork needs to be in order to fit the tire properly. So I didn't even look at any of that. To be honest with you, I looked at reviews, I looked at everything, goods, the bads, why pay more, if you can get this for less, why can you do this, you can do that. I looked at everything and then thought, okay, this should be able to work. So I bought things I thought would be beneficial. So in hindsight, I think looking more into if it's going to be a better fit with your bike and if you have better knowledge of bicycles than I do, you'll probably be able to go out there, look at it, read it, and nah, it's probably going to work. The way I do things is I look to make sure that the actual rims were the same size, and that's it. I, I didn't worry about the spacing of the hub in the middle of it to be able to spin around. I didn't even pay any attention to it because I honestly thought it was a universal thing. I didn't pay any attention to it, and it's not. It's huge differences in how those work and how they're going to be spaced to what's going to rub to if it's going to work or not. So for the bike I'm keeping, I had issues of getting that motor to fit on the back tire just because the rear fork was so narrow when it came down to being able to fit that wheel into it with the motor. So I ended up having to pry open that a little bit. And as soon as I pried open a little bit like I did with the flip bike, boom, it stepped right in there. The issue I had though was because of it being a more narrow rear, it was rubbing on the tire and not wanting to spin. So I pulled it back out, put it back uh, in the same general area and added spacers on the inside of it. And not enough to where it's dangerous, but it's a good amount where it keeps just enough room out of that rear so I get free spin. Now, again, I think that the tire that came with the motor, I could probably put a different tire on there and take the actual tread down to a more hybrid tire, which I think would work out a lot better than what this is coming with is more of like a mountain bikey tread. So it's a little more nebular or whatever you want to call it that's on there. And then the other issue I had is that the actual location for where it slides into the rear fork is a little bit narrow. So I've taken a Dremel to the actual bike itself and just Dremeled out just a little bit. And that makes the actual connection point slide in super easy. Um, able to bolt it down and have no problems. So those are my main issues for it. Everything else was super straightforward. Like it was literally everything was plugged into these pre-done kits, which was so much better than me trying to figure out part by part by part how to get this, how to get that, how to figure it out. Don't get me wrong. For those of you that can do it, I commend you. I've told everyone at every point in my life, I can build things. I can rebuild things. I can do all of that. I just don't do the wiring in the electrical. It's just not my forte. I've never been into that. But the fact that these kits come pretty much pre-plugged in, fantastic. Um, the other main issue I had with the bike I'm keeping is the motor is a 1,000 watts, which is exactly what I want. But that meant that the ECU or the controller, whatever you want to call it, is massive. 
It's a big one because it's pushing out all the power for everything. And the reason I bought these kits is because, A, they're pre-done. It's determined how they're going to go in there. So there's no worries about, is this the right one, not the right one? It's all good to go. Uh, but it also gave you the triangle bag that you can put the controller into and then tuck all the wires into there. You then use the actual wire covers that comes with the kit and you can wrap all the wires up, black little mini zip ties, zip tie them to the frame and they're hidden and you're good to go. So it was really a fun thing to be able to do. I was able to do it in my house because again, it's a hundred and something degrees outside. So I do it in my actual uh, dining room area and I keep cool that way. But the thousand watt motor came with the same bag as the 500 watt motor did. Now the controller for the thousand watt is four times the size as the one that came with the 500. The 500 one barely fit in a triangle bag with all of the wires into it and tucking it away. So it looks like this fucking smooth and clean setup that you have this bike that you can't even seize on that you wouldn't know it's not your bike until it comes whizzing by you and the guy's not fucking pedaling so the issue i had is that amazon you know it's not amazon it's the seller on amazon so i'm not mad at amazon it's the seller who put it together gave you that same idea for it so there are numerous different ways of attaching the control unit and some drill it into the frame itself and some put it in that bag like it's supposed to be done and others put it on the back and there's just numerous ways of doing it and the issue i have is i took my old bike i used for college uh it is a foldable i want to say it's like a 10 speed or something like that and uh it works great because i'm able to fold in the back of a car Throw in the back of a car when I was going to school or someone's going to commute to the school. Cool. You already got a parking permit. I've got a bike. I'll just throw this bike in the back of your car, pull it out, lock it up, and take it later. I love that ability to do this with this bike. So that's why I've had this bike for so long. And so by the time I've got this taken care of, the way that a foldable frame is, I got to digress, is that it's a tubular frame that's hacked up in half and then it just has a locking bolt and you can twist it and it'll lock and hold it, hold it rigid for you but there's no middle part that you would normally have this big open expanse for a frame for most bicycles because the front half of the bike is triangular framed the back part of the bike is not really it's got a part of one there but it also has a rear suspension on it so there's nowhere for you to put anything including a water bottle so i can't mount things in anywhere but the picture that it came with for this thousand watt motor was this gigantic bag and i thought that's great i can take the bike rack off of the gas-powered bike that came with that put it on my foldable bike put that big nice sturdy bag back there put everything in there and i'm good to go well it came with that small triangular bullshit deal and I just, I wasn't having it. So I did what I normally do. And as I said on one of my previous episodes, free stuff, just call, tell them what the issue is. And Amazon will typically help you out with that. They're fantastic on that. So I let them know, hey, look, this is what the picture says. It shows it's coming with this. Even 
the manual I have shows larger bag. They agreed. So they actually gave me a credit to buy larger bag as long as it was an Amazon product. They did that, sent it to me for free the next day. Fantastic. Now I've got this entire setup working on my bike and I can't wait for this battery to get here. So if I had to do it all over again, and I probably will if I if I sell one of these guys and do it for fun. Um, definitely measure your frame. Know the frame. Know the measurements so that when you go and you buy the kit, it fits perfectly and it's an easy plug and play. And there's no issue with it. Uh, second tip. Buy the kits. Don't buy independent ones. Um, buying part by part by part. It can work perfectly fine as long as you know how the wiring's going to go. Really, a lot of the wiring for it, it you can look at general diagrams and it's going to come out okay. And it, you should be able to figure a majority of it out. But you can run into an issue like I did where it didn't work out well. And if you're not as savvy as everyone else is wiring, like I'm not, the kits work so much easier. They're not that expensive to do. You're going to be able to take care of it. Uh, third tip. Check for the actual type of tire that you're looking to run with the frame. If you're going to stay on the road, look at getting just a road tire or even a hybrid tire so you can get a little bit of like the off-road kind of stuff with it. If you're looking to take these things off-roading, definitely get a mountain bike tire, but you need to accommodate that and think about that when it comes to the frame and think of everything else. And if you've done the measurements, there's no worries because it's going to come with a guitar that you're going to be able to perfectly work with because there's no point in getting a cheap kit and then having to take it to a bike shop or do it yourself and then re-string this to a new rim. It could cost more than everything else and it could take more time. It defeats the purpose of doing it. And my last tip on doing an electric bike build, definitely, definitely, Definitely look at other websites besides Amazon for batteries. It's expensive on Amazon. It is horribly, horribly expensive on Amazon. And some of the batteries that you can get from there don't even come with chargers. You're buying them separately too. So if I'm able to get a battery from Alibaba.com and it's battery shipping and everything charger and it's like 80 bucks, why would you spend 400 on Amazon? Yeah, you'll get it in two days or one day. If you have the time, you're okay with waiting a week or two. Just put the order in, have it delivered out outside of the country or somewhere else. Or if you are smarter than I am, build it yourself. There's tons of YouTube videos on how to build rechargeable batteries and do them for your bike. And the best one I've seen has to be a gentleman just took his power tools, his power tool batteries, and he built a little setup on his bike that just they slide into, puts a little bungee around them, and his 18 and 20 volt batteries, they're working on there. Now, I don't know how long it'll last, how far the range is going to go on these things, or whatever it might be, but he's running four batteries out of there, and he pulls them out. Plugs them in, use them for his power tools. He doesn't modify the batteries. He just built new brackets to go to the positive negative of the batteries. Plugs them in, charge them, good to go. No problems. It's fucking brilliant. 
and it cost him what? High ball it, $100 for wood, paint, hardware, and the metal he took out of, I think it was a computer, and put it up. Brilliant ways of doing things. Don't feel like you have to be stuck with store-bought everything. The DIY of things is great. Look into it. Check it out. Have some fun with it and build something on your own, on your own time, for cheaper than it would be to buy something brand new, store-bought, that inevitably you could have probably done yourself. All right, that's all the time I've got today for this episode. A little bit different, and I'm not having any rants at the end of this uh, episode, just because there's not much to rant about. Uh, This was a DIY bike build I've been doing. Make sure you check out the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and MySpace feeds for me. You're going to see the actual pictures of what I've done, how I've got there. You'll all see all of them on thehermanjames.com under the episodes tab. You'll see everything I've got to do, everything I'm going to do, and everything I'm going to continue to do. If I can figure it out and not die, I'll put a video up of the 40 horsepower electric bike once it's built. So be sure to subscribe to thehermanjames.com to get all of the updates as soon as I put things on there. Don't forget to check out the No Funny Podcast Network at nofunnynetwork.com to see all the other great podcasts and keep with the comments on our social media. I love it, and I can't wait to be in your ears next time.